What a week this has been. To those of you in the pews in our sanctuary or in your home, Rabbi Langowitz, Todd, and I take great comfort to be in community with all of you. Whatever the distance, we're all in proximity of the heart. One way or another, each of us has been touched by the coronavirus. It's considered a pandemic because it's been spread and continues to spread worldwide. And it's a pandemic true to the words Greek origins because it affects all people. Whether by the stock market crash, an event cancellation, a temporary shutdown, the responsibility of making decisions to stay open or not, the uncertainty of how to pay the mortgage, the rent, groceries, and medicine, a family member or friend buckling under the weight of uncertainty and insecurity, and the list goes on. The wisdom and relevance of Torah through the generations is not dependent on our ability to prevent tsuris in one form or another. At some point in our lives, each of us experiences hardship. Of course, we'd much prefer to avoid it, but real life is a lesson in how we navigate the hurdles and obstacles in the road. That's the gift of Torah in Judaism, to help us respond to the world around us, and in doing so, to shape what our world looks like. This week's Torah portion, Ki Tisa, is a gift indeed. Here's the scene. After 40 days and 40 nights awaiting their leader Moses to return from atop Mount Sinai, the Israelite community was getting restless, to say the least. As far as they knew, Moses might never be coming back. Understandably, they are frightened and they are vulnerable. It's human nature that we make regrettable choices when we are driven by fear. It doesn't bring out our best. In this case, the people panic and revert to what they've known for 400 years as slaves in Egypt, idol worship. They surround Moses' brother Aaron and say to him, come make us a god we can worship. For that man, Moses, who brought us out of Egypt, who knows what's happened to him? And back at the top of the mountain, God sees that the people have built a golden calf, violating the second commandment that forbids making an idol. Infuriated, God sends Moses back down the mountain carrying the tablets of the Ten Commandments to straighten out the Israelites. 
And you know what happens next. Moses sees the people enthusiastically worshiping the golden cap with food, drinking, and dancing. Enraged, Moses takes the tablets inscribed by the very finger of God and shatters them against the foot of the mountain. Of course, the rabbis are not comfortable that Moses, considered our greatest prophet, would shatter God's hand-inscribed tablets carrying the Ten Commandments out of mere anger. A midrash tells us that Moses, though advanced in age, was in great shape, like a marathoner climbing up and down Mount Sinai. He could carry the heavy stone tablets with ease. But when he sees the Israelites dancing around the golden calf, the letters fly off the tablets, which instantly became two large blank stone slabs. It was at that point that they became too much for Moses to bear. They fall from his grasp and break. The rabbis are teaching us that when the people disregard the commandments, Torah is nothing but dead weight, blank slabs. As Moses loses faith in the community, his strength dissipates and he can no longer carry Torah. And later in the same Torah portion, Moses is commanded by God to come back up atop Mount Sinai for a new set of tablets. This time, Moses has no trouble bearing the weight of the stone tablets as he returns down the mountain. Why? Because he sees the community is now eager to receive Torah and live it in their daily lives. This interpretation speaks powerfully to me tonight. In frightening, unstable times, it's easy to lose faith in our capacity to rise above fear. The threat of the coronavirus is no time to devolve into political partisanship. Torah serves as a compass in our lives, not when the path before us is clear to follow. It's when we're in uncharted territory, afraid of the unknown, that Torah serves as a compass to remind us of our humanity, how to care for one another and make decisions for the common good. When Moses goes back up the mountain to receive the second set of tablets, Torah tells us that they will be just like the first. The fact is these commandments are actually quite different, but that's not what I wanna focus on tonight. What's also different this time is it's not God that carves the tablets of Torah. It's Moses that carves the tablets. 
Perhaps this reflects God learning a key lesson between the first set and the second set. Judaism evolving before our very eyes. Our tradition does not sit back and rely on God to do our work on earth. Torah is there to inspire us and give us wisdom by which to live. It's up to us to do it. If we feel like true partners of the divine, actually stakeholders in bringing Torah into our communities, we are more apt to roll up our sleeves and do the heavy lifting required to live words of Torah in our lives. Jews don't believe that we should wait for God to rescue us. Rather, God is waiting for us to believe in ourselves and act. Here again, we can draw strength from Torah during these uncertain times. Democracy demands nothing less from us. As citizens, we have the capacity and responsibility to be agents of compassion, making reasonable decisions, looking after one another. Finally, our tradition has a, has a curiosity around the fate of those fragments of the first set of tablets that Moses shattered against the base of Mount Sinai. The Talmud says that the fragments of the first set were carried in the ark along with the replacement set. I love that. The broken tablets are a cherished part of our story as Jews, a cherished part of each of our stories. These times also call us to be kind to ourselves and cut one another a little bit of slack. Fear triggered by vulnerability, loss of faith triggered by insecurity. No, it doesn't reflect the best of who we are, but it's a reminder that we're all imperfect human beings. Judaism never expects perfection. The story of each of our lives is filled with brokenness. Yet those moments don't define who we are. We grow and we learn. The sacredness of our lives includes flaws and awe. Like the first set of tablets, there is holiness in brokenness. So brothers and sisters, beloved Temple Solel community, we will get through these frightening, uncertain times together. Words of Torah take root in our lives when we have faith in one another. Our ability to reason and our compassion for the most vulnerable in our midst. Words of Torah take root in our lives when we take responsibility for being partners in creation. Judaism cedes responsibility for peace in the high heavens to God. 
yet squarely places that responsibility on our shoulders, guided by words of Torah, in our hands as human beings on earth. Finally, Judaism takes the radical step of shattering the first set of tablets to remind us that brokenness and imperfection are not to be swept under the rug. As we strive for healing and wholeness, we love ourselves and one another, imperfections and all. There are times where we may not be able to see one another in person. Social distancing is necessary. Yet let us never underestimate proximity of the heart. We are inextricably bound together by our faith in one another and love. This is an opportunity, dear friends, for us to be our best selves, for our collective strength to carry the weight of all those seen and unseen. Let that be the story of this pandemic, where all people, where all people are connected by human goodness, how we care for one another, from our homes to our schools, houses of worship, places of business, to the most vulnerable amongst us, home and abroad, seen and unseen. Let that pandemic story be the legacy we leave for our children and our children's children. El na Ken Yehi Ratzon, please God, let it be so.